0: Hey everyone, it's Blake. Welcome in to the 411 on Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we welcome back uh, 411's Andy Perez uh, to discuss a wild edition of AEW Dynamite. Uh, We just decided to bring Andy back because, uh, of course, he and I Talked on the last episode of the podcast about what we thought we could see from uh, this winter is coming edition of AEW Dynamite, and sure enough, uh, a lot of the things we talked about did not happen. But the things that actually did um, has the uh, internet buzzing because uh, Sting is in AEW now, uh, which is uh, funny because as we talk about, uh, we actually mentioned that about a month ago and all the different rumors and such, uh, thinking it would happen at Full Gear, that did not happen, but it has happened now uh, with Sting in AEW, and uh, we talked about maybe what that means. Moving Forward not only for Sting, uh, but for AEW, and of course, uh, the big title change. Kenny Omega winning the AEW world title from Jon Moxley and what that means now with Kenny Omega set to head to Impact Wrestling on Tuesday and what it just means really for the, the universe as a whole in terms of the wrestling universe uh, and what uh, we could see from all these potential partnerships uh, between AEW and Impact. Of course, Impact has been working with New Japan in terms of sending some of their talent to the Super J Cup. Uh, lots of different possibilities and we we kind of went into uh, what we could see from that and really, you know, what's the overall impact of this on the wrestling industry Um, what does it mean for WWE could we see WWE makes any changes uh, moving forward Uh, lots of different things uh, to think about here uh, with this potential AEW and Impact Wrestling partnership and really as a whole just uh, a different dynamic in terms of uh, where things are at in the wrestling business right now and really what it could look like uh, once these restrictions are kind of lifted in terms of the uh, pandemic and and could we see a lot more of this Um, could it allow some of these companies Uh, to do a lot more in terms of working with each other uh, here in the future. So uh, lots of stuff to get into. So let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with 411's Andy Perez. All right, as promised, uh, our guest is once again Andy Perez. He's back. Uh, Of course, we talked on the last episode of the podcast about our predictions and kind of what we expected for this winter is coming edition of AEW Dynamite. And sure enough, Andy, uh we nailed all of it, didn't we? Uh we said Sting was gonna come back. Uh we said that uh Impact was gonna uh, be a new partner for AEW, but well, we just we just got it all correct, didn't we?
1: Yeah, somewhat of wrestling profits, if uh <laughs> if we had a bit of revisionist history there. Uh <laughs> we were way off base, Blake. We yes. were <laughs> but I, I I think I think just about everybody was, was way off base with, with the show that we had last night.
0: Well, it's funny. And I know people who have listened to this podcast before, they remember back to the the episode we did. Of course, we did on the, the Dissecting Dynamite. Um, I don't remember if that was before or after Full Gear, but we brought it up on that and we brought it up here on the podcast. We were like, you know, all these rumors about Sting and we're kind of half laughing and we're kind of saying, you know what, there may be something to this. And of course, that was about a, whatever, a month ago now. And it's funny, you and I laughed about it last night on the the Dissecting Dynamite show, which we're going to put that link in the show notes, and I would highly suggest anyone. um, If you want our just immediate reaction to all this, uh, we were just going crazy. Um, So I would highly recommend you watch that. But we were saying, like, I did not think about staying at all since that conversation we had almost a month ago. Um, And I never thought again about this possibility. So I think you have to give it to AEW for, for doing it at this time. Um, The winter is coming thing, I never tied that to Sting, not even one time that I ever think about that. Of course, you know, what we mostly talked about was New Japan, Kenta, all that stuff. Uh, So for Sting to come out the way that he did, uh, pretty incredible, I think, now just thinking back on it after the last time we talked about 14 hours ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, a little over 14 hours since we ended our coverage on on Dissecting Dynamite, and I am, quite frankly, still reeling. I'm trying to get everything straight in my head. Uh, it's still coming down from the wrestling-induced high I've been experiencing. <laughs> but uh, but we're going to try our best because I'm sure there are thousands of other fans out there experiencing the exact same thing. But, yes, yeah, Sting is here in AEW. Sting is all elite and apparently with a multi-year contract. And, and, and we've been sitting here asking ourselves, what role is he going to be in? And and there was just a a new article posted uh, just minutes ago to 411mania.com. Ah, uh, talking about his hi, talking about his supposed role in uh, in AEW and what we might see him do.
0: Yeah, it sounds like uh, based on uh, the article uh, we have up there, and it's from uh, the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, which I listen to uh, as well. Uh, it sounds like that Sting uh, is going to be a regular on Dynamite, so of course has the full time, multi year contract and that it's not going to be one of those um, you know things where he just pops up every quarter or something where he's you know there four times a year or something like that. Um, also, uh, in this story, I'll just read it straight from 411, uh, it was also noted that Sting will not be taking any bumps and anything physical he does, it will be done safely. Um, and the fact that Sting's debut was timed so that it would happen right before Christmas, which is, again, that's another thing I didn't even think of as we were talking in the moment, Andy, but that's another genius part of this because – if you want to sell some merch, um, doing this right before Christmas, that was a genius idea, um, as it was putting it right before uh, the main events, as we said, uh, before putting it before that huge match, uh, because you knew a lot of people were probably going to turn over. And we still don't know the ratings yet, and we probably won't know this by the time we're done recording, but uh, I think you and I have talked about it. I feel like a million is kind of that number they want to hit. I don't know if they will, but um, it's still going to be interesting to see. But, but really, as you look at this here, you know, knowing that he's going to be a regular character, I know there was a little bit of people when we first saw Sting debut, it was, hey, I really hope he's not coming back and going to be someone who's out there wrestling every week because this is the kind of stuff that we give you know WWE hell for whenever they do this stuff. Um, I never... Thought it was going to be that way, and it seems at least now, even if he's going to be a regular character, he's not going to be out there, you know, challenging Kenny Omega for the title or anything. Uh, but well, what do you think? Just knowing maybe this, I mean, it makes sense from a business standpoint, as, as you and I have discussed before. Um, they're trying to get viewers, and I think to have someone that is certainly recognizable on TNT, someone that's recognizable as a wrestling legend, and essentially someone who just came from WWE, um, it, it's a pretty significant get, and, and I can completely understand why they're doing it
1: yeah uh i mean you you said it talking about the merchandising uh the name value that sting brings the branding that he brings the merchandising that he brings i mean i i I was mentioning it to you before we started speaking but uh but we we see that he's already front and center in some of the ticket sale advertisements for uh, for the Daily's Place shows that are that are upcoming and i'm sure his merger is just flying out the door over at Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters <laughs> i'm praying for the packers up there because uh yeah. <laughs> their hands their hands are going to be bleeding <laughs> by the end of the day um but but yeah when when we're looking at like what role is he going to be in i mean looking looking at how how it was built up to last night and and then looking at his actual appearance last night Uh, the, the immediate answer is obviously beside Darby Allen, maybe acting in that Arne Anderson role, uh, especially with, uh, with the now, now we know intentional similarities between the two in the past months and, uh, and just the lingering stare that he had with Darby. Of course he had a similar stare off with, uh, with Cody beforehand, but, but the one with Darby looks like it's the one that, uh. That that AEW continues to push with uh with like on online images and whatnot. So so yeah, I, I'm very excited to see what he can bring to Darby. Like what 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 type of value he can bring to Darby as a performer, because Darby has quickly become a beloved performer in AEW within uh within this past year, and with Sting possibly beside him. Uh, that'll just boost his value even more
0: yeah I pulled up my email uh, earlier and Pro Wrestling Tees you mentioned them uh, they, they put in their big email blast they sent out uh, obviously to try to get people to buy the shirt uh, it seems a lot of people listen because uh, it is a new record according to Pro Wrestling Tees uh, for the most shirts sold in 24 hours on their website so um, that tells wow. you all you need to know right there because I have a feeling I'm trying to think back of maybe what some of the, the biggest ones would have been before um, You know, maybe there were some but again I couldn't even Tell you what that would be, but uh, still, I mean that's that's significant because uh, we know like pro wrestling tees, that's the place to go uh, to get get your stuff, and so uh, yeah, pr- pretty outstanding there, and that's what we talked about sort of with the buzz last night, I and mean, you and I kept saying, man, we we got a lot of people in the chat, like we a lot of people want to talk about this show, and uh, that's why I think that this rating once it does come out. I think it's going to be pretty interesting because um, there were there were a lot of eyeballs I think on AEW uh, at that point. Once you you saw the Sting stuff, and I'd be very curious to see uh, how many people kind of hung around uh, for the main event. But uh, you know, some other things I was thinking of is you talked about the Darby Allen thing. Um, you know, we, we kind of discussed like the wrestler versus manager role for Sting, and I think it's significant to just think because uh, you know AEW is a newer company, and I, and I think people have to remember that sometimes because it's easy to forget like you can under like if this was i don't know a company that's 25 years in or something that's that's maybe doing different stuff and maybe bringing back some of these guys um and you're saying well you know we've seen this before which i think some people get that feeling with wwe with when they bring back some of these guys and such but At the same time, like, this is a company that's, what, like, over, not, like, not old old at all. Like, it's not even, um, it's fairly new. And so I think you have to understand that they're going to do stuff like this when they get the opportunity. And, you know, we were thinking back to, like, the Shaq thing and all that that was teased a a little while back. Um, But now it's like, you know, you bring in someone that has the face value, like, anything, a wrestling legend, what you would want from someone like Sting. Like that immediately raises your profile to a fan base that maybe decided to check out on wrestling, um, and yes, they're not going to expect the sting that you got in WCW, you know, twenty years ago. But at the same time, like it's a huge name, and for a new company. You're trying to grow your business. You're trying to grow your ratings. Uh, this is one step towards doing that. And we're going to talk about the second step here in a minute. Uh, but I mean, I, again, I, I see some of the backlash and I understand. Look, if, if Sting comes out and starts main eventing every show, then I'm going to be right there with you. But I don't see that happening. And but so I think there's really nothing here for AEW to lose other than the fact that maybe you say, okay, well, some of these younger talent are not going to get as much screen time because Sting's going to be on TV and all this and all that. But, I just think it's something where for AEW, it's a win-win because it raises your exposure. It gives you an opportunity here to put Sting around some of these guys like Darby Allin. And I just think it's a, a full positive moving forward, I think, for them.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the wrestling interwebs and it looks like, uh, I mean, it, you, you just see a lot of people drawing a lot of false equivalencies between what AEW is doing with Sting now and what WWE was doing, uh, you know, with with past stars like uh like Goldberg, for example, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are really jumping the gun when it comes to that because we haven't really even seen how Sting is going to be presented yet. We we, we saw that segment last night where literally all he did was have uh, albeit an an epic entrance, uh and, and then a stare-off with a with a few superstars. But uh but other than that, we we haven't really seen what he's going to be doing in AEW. It looks like next week uh we're going to have Sting speak and maybe and maybe get a better idea of what he'll be doing in the company and uh, you guys will have to check that out on dissecting the D- dynamite to see our thoughts on that but uh but yeah we, we haven't quite seen how he's presented so so to make those knee-jerk judgments this early into it I, I feel can bring nothing but uh but negatives right now so so I, I'd say we have to sit back see what AEW has in store for Sing before we start uh before we start Bringing out the pitchforks and whatnot.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's what I, I heard someone mention this, and well, multiple people did, but it's like, had they brought him out after the main event, like then I would have said, okay, I'm a little worried here because if if all of a sudden Sting's walking in and he's going to be challenging Omega, then like sure that's a great dream match, you know, in in theory, but uh, at the same time in 2020, it's probably not a match that's going to be, um, you know, a, a five star caliber match. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, although I guess if someone could do it, it could be Omega that could <laughs> could bring him to that point. But um, I think because where they're putting him and because it was in that spot. I just think it made a lot of sense, as we said, because we had already talked about it a month ago, saying, well, we could see why they would do this, uh, because with Darby Allen and all these different connections uh, and all that. But uh, no doubt, I mean, Sting coming in, that's, uh, that, that's the big talk. And it's crazy to think that that is the big talk. But at the same time, there was something that happened. That, and here's what fascinates me, Andy. And I didn't even think about this as we were talking on Dissecting Dynamite. But all of this stuff we're discussing happened in one hour. Like, it wasn't throughout this entire two-hour episode. Like, basically, like, in one hour, um, AEW, like, completely just changed the dynamic here because you had Sting come in, uh, and then you had Kenny Omega win the AEW world title from John Moxley, and now that brings in the aspect of tying in AEW with Impact. Don Callis helps Kenny win the title, and then they run off in the uh, Jacksonville screw job there uh, with Callis saying you're going to have to tune in next Tuesday night, and everybody's like, what? What the hell? Tuesday? Like, AEW's on Wednesday. Of course he means that they are headed to Impact Wrestling. And, man, I just, this this opens up so many possibilities. And the more I think about this, the more I love it. Uh, even for people who say this maybe does nothing for AEW, I completely disagree. Because they've essentially, to me, Andy, they've blown up the wrestling universe here. And that they have said so many times, we will work with anyone. And I think even Omega was jokingly saying it. Like, we would work with WWE if WWE wanted to work with us. Like, that's just kind of where we're at um that'll never happen but at the same time like this opens up those possibilities and to where now aews with impact um we know impact has been doing stuff with new japan and like you connect all the dots and it's just like man the, the possibilities that i guess they're right they kept saying that you know the, the bridge or gates are open the bridges are down whatever uh that is essentially the case now
1: yeah aew essentially sent out and adrenaline needle to each and every fan watching last night, Uh because <laughs> effectively that, that that's what it was. I mean, the, the way my my heart was fluttering after after we got that announcement, like you said, Don Don Callis saying Tuesday night and, and we had that pause and oh, wait. No, it's Impact. It, it, it's just crazy because, uh, as we know, this year has been a tough year for everybody. But definitely in the uh, in the wrestling industry, uh, the difficulties with the lack of uh, of like true live performances and whatnot. But now looking back at it, within the past year, we have AEW, NWA, and now Impact potentially all under the the same umbrella. And that's not to mention the other outside ties that they have. Uh, Kenny Omega being a being a top tramp over in AAA. Moxley being a champ in New Japan. I mean, the widespread across the wrestling world that AEW is currently uh, is currently putting putting together is something uh, something like 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 I've never seen in in my wrestling experience. I know uh, before before I truly got into wrestling back in the back in the nineties and whatnot, uh, WCW uh, consistently brought in uh, uh, new Japan performers and, and yep. things of that nature. I I. Uh, watching live I, I I haven't been able to be a part of anything like this uh, I came in right after the uh, the WCW uh, WWF invasion angle and stuff like that and of course I've I, I've gone back retroactively and I, I and I've and I've watched all of that but uh but seeing it here seeing it live seeing it right in front of me, unfold is uh it's just it's such an exciting time in wrestling but what i want to know is where exactly does kenny omega fall in this storyline because uh because his build the past few i mean it, it has gone places that we never would have imagined
0: I put this out on Twitter and and someone, you know, responded and they were like, actually, I hadn't thought about this, but this is a really good idea. And this popped in my head because you talked about sort of the the way things used to be. And, um, you know, people are always comparing different eras and such. But, you know, back in like the territory days, like you're talking about how you had the champion traveling around the different promotions, you know, having different matches, having fresh matches you know, ones that you hadn't seen before because you're basically selling to those local audiences because, you know, you're not you don't have as much television coverage and all that, but you have those local audience that maybe hadn't seen a lot of these guys before and all of a sudden they're coming in, it's almost like you're seeing someone for the first time. Well now if you're doing this stuff with Impact, and let's say eventually this continues to expand. As we said, we've already seen stuff with NWA. Kenny's a champion in AAA. Uh, Moxley's a champion in New Japan. If you start expanding with all of those, and you know, all of a sudden you've got wrestlers interchanging and going different places, which that's what I think about, and the more I think about it, it's like, man, this damn pandemic. like <laughs> It just had to happen now, right? Because if you take this out of the equation, like think about all the possibilities with travel and everything you could do. With everything, um, but it almost feels that way. Like I would love to see a situation where, like, all of a sudden, Kenny Omega is going around. Um, he's kind of being that guy, saying, "Hey, I'm the AEW champion. Like, I'm the champion. Like, I don't care if you're an Impact champion. I don't care if you're, you know, New Japan, whatever. Like, I've got the belt." And then all of a sudden, like, just having him travel around different shows, being that champion again, that's going to be easier said than done, given the current limitations and the restrictions. But I think in a perfect scenario, that's what I'd love to see, uh, because it then it raises. Everybody's profile. It gives you different matches. Um, it puts you in a situation where you know you could have Kenny Omega versus John Moxie on AEW, or you could have Kenny Omega go over and you know face Rich Swan on Impact, or, or go somewhere else, you know to wherever and face someone else. Um, it's just I think it opens up so many different things they can do, um, and I just I, I wish again this there were not so many restrictions in place because I'd love to see you know Omega as sort of that that old school Ric Flair, uh, whoever else you know back in the territory days. Traveling around, uh, going in and saying, "Hey, I'm the champ. Like, who who do you have here that can actually face me and give me a challenge?" Um, that that's for that old school thinking and old school uh, booking. But it feels like AEW at least uh, looks at that and says, "Hey, I mean, we've we've got these potential partnerships. Uh, we we know what we're doing here, and and just the fact that we're going to have Omega on Impact in some form or fashion. Um, it's just it, it's pretty pretty crazy to think about." <laughs>
1: Right. And just from like a characterization or like a like a story building building standpoint, you look at where Kenny Omega has come from as well. I mean, he has this clearly documented history with that with that bastard, that con artist, that (laughs) carnage, Don Callis. And and then in the past few weeks, he's been lamenting about how in the past year he he hasn't been seen. He hasn't been presented as his top star in AW. Uh, He hasn't been viewed as the best in the world, as the best bout machine that he knows he is. So what does he do? He has uh, he has this great friend, this great colleague in this other company, a company that maybe would give him the respect that he deserves, that being impact. And that brings up a whole bunch of other questions. I mean, we were talking about, like, who attacked John Moxley. And, yeah, we were throwing around Kinto. We were throwing around Hangman. But now we're looking online and we're seeing a complete... 180 in terms of predictions now we're seeing don callis we're hearing gallows and anderson i mean think about that uh, a potential re- re- reformation of the bullet club yes. on american soil i mean the options are limitless but like where do we go from here is, is it a full-on invasion angle will kenny omega be the territory hopping champion of old i mean like and then you just think of i mean like just some base level dream matchups that we have with uh impact versus aew I mean <laughs> it's I mean I just off the top of my head I mean I I'm a tag match fiend so I'm thinking I mean like the North versus FTR uh the North versus the Young Bucks Young Bucks versus Motor City Machine Guns Motor City Machine Guns versus FTR Motor City Machine Guns versus Private Party the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks I mean I'm going crazy here but like there's there's I, are there any are there any matchups AEW versus Versus Impact that are really just raising some goosebumps on you right now.
0: Well, the ones I think about, and uh, you know, you ran off all those matches. It almost reminds me of our friend Hulk Hogan joining the uh, Dissecting Dynamite show last night because he was fired up, man. Like he was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can only imagine the matches. Like he may throw himself in there when you think about it. Like he may say, "All right, brother," like Hogan versus Omega. Let's do it. Like right now. Like let's let's get it on the middle of the ring. But uh, I mean, yeah, with
1: Impact, <laughs> he has a history of doing so. So uh, Listen, so we'll see.
0: Hey, if you want to check out uh, Hulk Hogan's cameo appearance uh, from that dissecting dissecting dynamite uh just check out the link in the show notes uh, you'll see exactly what we're talking about but he was he was fired up um but I you know I think about some of those matchups you know I love sue young like I think she like her entrance just her character is just unreal like you can you think about like sue young versus Abaddon like what an unbelievably strange like oh my goodness, just the entrances alone uh, would have me just in complete fear uh, of what could potentially take place. Um, So I'd love to see that. You know, you and I were kind of joking about – you, know, you put, like, Abaddon together with like, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend or something. Like, there's just – Abaddon's <laughs> such a unique character that um, I'd love to see stuff like that. But then again, like, you look at the whole women's division, uh, you know, like Deonna Purrazzo versus literally anyone. Like, you think about sort of the characters. Uh, I'd love to see, like, Deonna Purrazzo team up with, with Britt Baker or something. Like, there's just so many different type of characters that you have on display. And, and look, I think this is good for the AEW women's division, too. You and I have spent a lot of time talking about this and saying, you know, if there's that one – kind Of spot that clearly there is room for improvement, it's the AEW women's division. And then you look over at Impact, and it's like you do have Deanna Purrazzo. you do have Sue Young, um, you know, you have others, you have Jordan Grace, you've got, oh, go up and down the line. Like there's a lot of possibilities, and there are a lot of interesting matchups. And I think this is where this helps AEW in a sense, because we talk about like what are the benefits for AEW. I mean, aside from the fact, like we said, that you just bring about so many different potentially fresh matchups, um, you have talent interchanging, all this other stuff. Um, but I think the women's division if you you have a lot of these different possibilities you can do um and then you know i also think about this you know we talk about this impact thing and you know AEW darks on tuesday nights but so is impact which you and i kind of talked about and i was like please make this a short AEW dark next week because i would love to be able to watch impact live uh you know i love covering AEW dark but at the same time like i want to see what happens here um but you know what, what do you do with that? Like, is there? I'm very interested, interested to see because AEW's roster is so big uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm curious to maybe what they decide to do. You know, we've talked about them getting another show in the future. Uh, you know, Tony Khan has basically said it's going to happen, and I assume it's going to be in 2021 at some point. Uh, but, you know, it just, it does. Like, it opens up so many different things you can do here. And, you know, you talk about the dream matches and all these different matches you could see and just kind of mixing talent in and out. And I think that here's what I, I think the next six months. Are going to be very interesting because, you know, we talk about it within the scope of the pandemic, you know, the vaccine, everything like that, like to where if you get back to somewhat being normal where you can run your company, you know, you can bring talent in and out without having that in the back of your mind, always think, okay. Well, we get two or three positive tests here. It's going to completely shut us down or something, and all of a sudden you've got an outbreak. All these different situations. Um, You know, you get fans back in the building and all. I mean, just think about that. Like, think about having a full arena of fans. And that's what we, you know, you and I kind of talked about with, like, The Undertaker Farewell and now with Sting's debut, which Sting's debut, they had enough people there to where it sounded great. But, I mean, think about that in front of a full crowd. Like, I think once you get back to that, it's just going to really change a lot of dynamics in terms of what they're going to be able to do here.
1: Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I I, I was closing my eyes last night after uh, after the show, just trying to picture what that pop would have been like <laughs> if they had a full arena with Sting coming out, or even or even the gasp, the 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 sound that we would hear from the crowd when uh when we heard Don Callis say, "Oh, you'll see on Tuesday," uh, tune into Access TV. I mean, they said Access TV on TNT. I mean, uh, but 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 yeah, just just the gasp in general uh, that we would have felt from the crowd. Uh, but 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 yeah, like you said, endless endless opportunity here. Uh, of course, there's always the risk of of having the deep deep roster that AEW already has been kind of put on the back burner with other potential dream matchups here. I mean, I, I mean, but it, but if that means we may get like Moxley versus Callahan or or Omega versus Eddie Edwards or or like Sammy Guevara versus TJP or something like that, then uh, so be it. If that means some of the AEW roster needs to go on the back burner for. For for a couple months during this angle, then that's a sac si- then that's a sacrifice I am willing to make. I I'm, I I but 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 yeah. You, you look at the endless opportunities here, and it's just a very very exciting time in re- in wrestling. And once we do start getting uh fans in the arenas again, I'm sure we'll feel that excitement permeating through our television. Because I know I had tickets to an AEW show here in St Louis uh back in april of this year it's currently rescheduled to uh to, i believe june of 2021 we'll see <laughs> if we hit that date or not but uh but yeah I, I i'm excited to get in there with my new sting t-shirt and uh and stand in the rafters as uh as we see sting make that epic entrance again with it with some snowfall
0: a live dissecting dynamite on location that would be uh there you go that's the next big step exactly, for us. exactly. so um no that, that would be a lot of fun and yeah, it is, man. It's interesting to think about um, just kind of what they could do with this. And I think that's the thing It's right now we're in that stage where it's like we don't know what they're going to do. Um, we just know kind of the first point and in, in a very long story, we feel like, to this point. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm curious to think. And, you know, I also think about, you know, you talk about, you know, AW's got I mean, they've got a big roster. But it's like on AEW Dark, we've seen them bring in a lot of these sort of, you know, unsigned talents. And they've had them there for a while. And I'm curious, you know, when things go back to normal, or at least close to normal as so they can get, um, you know, what does that look like? Like, how do they switch things up with their roster? Like, what do you what do you do here in terms of maybe having that many people? You know, obviously, a lot of these people may go back and some of these independent promotions. We don't know what that's going to look like. Um, but I'm very curious to see what that does. You know, something else I was just thinking about. I'm also very curious to see... Like, and I don't know, maybe, maybe the answer is very simple and and most people probably think it is, but like does WWE, like, do they do anything different from this? Like, does anything change in terms of uh, maybe them looking at it? Because, again, let's say, and we're, we're playing this game right now because, as we said, we don't know what the rating is. Um, but let's say, like, they do a million, or let's say even, like, they do 1.2, like, AWS 1.2 or something like that. Like, just anything over a million to where it's a point where it's like, okay, you've got a buzz around here that is certainly through the roof. And let's think about this. Like, NXT, they have NXT take over war games, like, this weekend. Like I mean, look, I'm not saying that, like, I've, I'm i looking forward to the show. I think there's going to be some good matches. But after this AEW, like, you have to believe, like, the buzz for that show is maybe not as high outside of just your NXT regulars. Um, so I'm very curious just to see maybe what, I mean, because we know, like, WWE, they're, they're really not working with a lot of people, and people say that, but... At the same time, you look at WWE Net- Network and it's like, okay, well, they've got all these independent promotions on there you can watch. And like they've at least brought that aspect to it somewhat. Uh, but I'm just very curious, maybe. I, I don't know. And, and, you know, I guess people have always said, you know, Vince McMahon changing his mind and, and doing things different. Like it just seems like we go through the same phase year after year after year now. But I'm curious, maybe. <sighs> I don't know like WWE again is not the one to react to something like this and obviously they're not going to do anything just blatant to like straightforward say or react to anything that's happened here but I'm very curious to see maybe what their business model looks like here moving forward I mean aside from the fact they're going to continue bringing money they've got all these deals with television and they they have nothing to worry about money wise but I don't know maybe I'm thinking too much into this but I'm just curious to see kind of what happens just with the whole wrestling industry moving forward which obviously WWE is a big part of that (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I, I I may be speaking out of an AEW bubble right now, but I've seen maybe one and a half posts regarding the ladder match on NXT last night compared to the right. uh, thousand posts I've seen about uh, the thing with Sting, the, the impact announcement, things of that nature. But you you, you look at WWE and the way that they've that they've kind of opened themselves up to to some independent promotions over the past few years, whether it be featuring them on the network or even uh lending out their superstars to to what have basically become like a farming system like over at like evolve and, and things of that nature uh and, and you got to ask yourself uh will, will that broadening continue happening in w w e uh based upon the the success that we might see between AEW and impact here i mean when you get down to it it's all business but the thing about vince is that he spent a lifetime uh trying to build a wrestling monopoly uh first buying up buying up the uh the territory promotions uh eventually defeating wcw and 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 being the top dog for for nearly 20 years now uh I I don't know. I don't know if it's in his game plan to uh, to bend over to these other companies and 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 allow them into the mix or not. Uh, It it may be something that we'd have to wait for until until new people come in charge. Until maybe I I don't know. Until maybe maybe Triple H and Stephanie take full charge. I, I I mean I I can't speak on their business practices because obviously they are a multi billion dollar company and they know what they're doing. But uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they if they mix it up and continue broadening their reach across uh, across independent promotions the way that we've kind of seen seen them been doing over the past few years
0: yeah and that's why we talk about this is you know we're not saying this to to knock on wwe it's just like this does like this is a significant shift in terms of how the wrestling industry is operating given what AEW is doing here and you know it's almost like they they almost need to do it because out of necessity like they don't have what wwe has they don't have the history they don't have you know the resources to that extent um you know with all these just mega you know, everything they've got coming in from a financial standpoint. Um, And so I think it's always interesting to look at that. Uh, And I think most people kind of look at, you know, WWE has said it many times, like they're the entertainment company, like they're sports entertainment, AEW is, you know, we're wrestling, like we're kind of appealing to that wrestling audience. Uh, Whereas, you know, WWE, it is more entertainment-based type stuff now, it seems. Um, But, you know, know, I I think about that and just sort of, I don't know, maybe this has just got you thinking about a lot of different things in the whole wrestling industry. And I think it goes back to what we said, and that uh, you can complain what, all you want about different things, but I just, you know, it's been a while since I think we've had a period like this now, especially where you have all these choices, you have all these options out there in terms of what you can watch and you know i think that's what we talk about like with the ratings and everything why are the ratings down well there's so many other options you have um but at the same time like man you've got a lot of interesting things that can happen here and especially with this AEW impact thing uh knowing that impact you know has worked with new japan you've got tjp chris bay they're in the super j cup so you you connect all those dots and i don't know it just it does it opens up those possibilities and i think that's that's a good thing to be talking about because um you know at a point there which not long ago you know it was wwe and that felt like it was it for the most part for a lot of people like north american wrestling fans for for you know for, for a while there because even when impact was doing its thing like impact was still kind of at a level where you know, it was a lot of people remembering, remembering the faults of Impact and kind of what they've done over the years to kind of set themselves where, you know, they may take a step forward, but they take two steps back. As you and I have talked about, I think Impact Wrestling this past, during this pandemic especially, they may have not gotten the recognition just because of that. Like, I think a lot of people still kind of have that stigma over them, kind of the the back, the back steps they've taken backwards over the years. But it's actually been a really good show. And so I think this maybe opens up. Some of those things and maybe kind of lets people see a little bit more um, outside of, you know, just the WWE bubble or just outside of the AEW bubble, really, for the most part, when you think about it. Um, So I think that's the thing we should be talking about here is that, yes, you can like WWE if you like WWE. You can like AEW if you like AEW. But I think for the wrestling industry as a whole, this is a very good thing because it brings about lots of different options. It doesn't feel stale. And it just, I think, gives fans something that they can really sink their teeth into, knowing that it's been a while since we've been able to say, like, dream matches and stuff, right? And and even if they're not, you know, the old-school dream matches of Austin versus Hogan or, or anything like that, it's still, like, this feels fresh, this feels new, and I think that's the biggest thing you can say about this moving forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything that brings eyes to uh, to other promotions, just giving, giving people the exposure that they deserve and whatnot, it, it, it's very, very exciting. And I think... I think that's really what we have to look at. Uh, like, what 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 type of exposure will this bring to impact? How many more viewers will they have on their Twitch stream Twitch stream this upcoming Tuesday? How how many more viewers will they have uh, on Access? What type of ratings are they going to do? Uh, and, and I feel that's also how we're really going to see what uh, what AEW's influence in the wrestling industry is. I mean, it, it, if we see like a major major spike in impact numbers. And that shows what uh, what AEW can do, what value that they can bring to other promotions. And who knows, maybe that's the stepping stone that they need in order to get New Japan, or maybe that they already have, maybe they already have stuff in New Japan organized, uh, sitting in the background right, right now, waiting for Kenta to make that uh, surprise <laughs> appearance. Because from what we've seen, uh, literally anything can happen with uh, a <laughs> with this situation with AEW right now. And if Impact is that missing puzzle piece to get. AEW and New Japan working together, then uh, that's that's a stepping stone I'm looking forward to. I'm telling you that.
0: Yeah, I am too. I I just think there's a lot of ways you could go. And as we said, you know, you had... You had Okada mentioned a lot. Um, you know, during that Excalibur brought up Okada, and during the the main event and all this other stuff. So, uh, I don't know. There's just uh, there's a lot of ways you can go with this. Um, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people like Orange Cassidy versus uh, Toriano. Give me that. Uh, give me the that kind of match. I'm all in for that. And um, I don't know, like Sting Sting versus Okada. When that starts happening, uh, then we'll know we've made it, right, Andy? Because uh, that's that's the dream match in 2020. Uh, Sting <laughs> Sting Okada Omega, Triple. Th- match uh, for the aw title there you go
1: see i am thinking of sting versus orange cassidy and uh and who can sell the most t-shirts match how about that hey
0: you did see my guy john silver already trying to recruit sting into the dark order so uh that's why he's my boy because he already knows uh look he's got to jump on the, the hot topics right away and uh, as soon as sting came out i think john silver sent out a tweet you know asking him basically hey come on over to the dark order so dark order could be getting multiple new members here with sting and hangman
1: page Hey and uh and with Eric Young over in Impact he's a uh, he's a shoe in for the dark order. So uh so we'll, we'll see what else they can do.
0: We will see indeed uh but Andy this was this was fun as we said we we did dissecting dynamite and we we just basically had to react on the fly to all the craziness that had just hit us uh, basically right as the show had ended um but you know this was fun to kind of look back and think Kind of moving forward now. What could happen with a lot of this? Because there are so many different moving parts, and I think it opens up so many questions. Which, as we've talked about here for thirty minutes, it's like a lot of the stuff we talked about is basically hypothetical. We could see this happening. Maybe this happens. Maybe it doesn't happen. Uh, But I think the fact that we're thinking about it and we're not just going through that weekly grind of saying, "Okay, well here's another show. Like let's go wait for the next show, and then we'll wait for the next show, and then we'll wait for the next show." It's like. Wait a second! Like I can't wait for the next show. Like, (laughs) what's gonna happen on Tuesday, and then you want what's gonna happen on Wednesday? Um, So I have to give AEW credit. You can point out some of the flaws. You can point out some of the things maybe they've they've done well. Some of the things they haven't done so well since they've started, but. This feels like that one thing that has a chance to, as Tony Khan said several weeks ago, uh, people pointed out and joked about the tweet about the balance and power shifting and all that. Like this feels like a a shift in terms of kind of what wrestling is capable of in 2020 um, as a whole, as an industry, um, and I think that's probably the, the biggest takeaway here is that the, it's shifting. Um, I'm not saying that all of a sudden WWE is just going to go for a downward spiral here, but um, this this at least feels like a, Freshening up of the wrestling industry uh, from a point that you know again three matches possible opponents like for Kenny Omega what does he do does he travel around Um, once the restrictions are lifted what then become the possibilities I think that's that's something that really has us excited
1: and and see I. I, I don't know a lot of things, but what I do know is that this upcoming Tuesday, I'm gonna have my dual monitors <laughs> and I'm going to have AW Dark on one screen and I'm going to have Impact on the other screen. And I think, uh, w- w- when I sit back and think, what do I want out of the wrestling industry? That's all I want. I want to be able to use my dual monitors.
0: Yep, that's what I will be doing as well. Uh, I'll have the AEW Dark review over at 411. Uh, Jeremy Thomas will have our Impact Wrestling uh, review over there as well and uh, I'm sure you know he's got to be excited too because it's like, man, we've, we're getting this and again, Impact's already been a good show so now uh, you get this very interesting thought uh, of what could happen there on that show. But uh, Andy, as always, uh, enjoyed it. Uh, let everybody know what all you've got going on. We teased a bit of it in the last episode of the podcast of course we'll have a link uh, to the dissecting dynamite show we did on wednesday night in the show notes as well but to let everybody know everything else you got going on there
1: yeah catch me wednesday nights on uh dissecting dynamite over at the 411 mania youtube channel while you're at it make sure you uh like all of our videos and subscribe uh we're also going to be having some cool content out on that youtube channel coming out very soon We have a uh, mini documentary about Kurt Angle and uh, his departure from WWE joining TNA back in 2006, which is uh, more relevant than ever with what we've seen with uh, with Sting (laughs) as of late. So we have that coming up for you. And then if you want to hear my thoughts uh, throughout the week, I just joined Twitter last month. uh, So make sure you go give me a follow at Andy underscore P underscore Perez. That's P-E-R-E-Z. And uh, I, I'd love to hear from you guys.
0: Yep, we'll put Andy's Twitter link in the uh, show notes as always too. So check that out. Check out all the great stuff uh, we have there on the 411 YouTube channel. And uh, Andy, again, enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy uh, getting ready for Impact and AEW next week because uh, it sounds like there'll be quite a quite a couple of shows for sure.
1: Yep, going to be a busy week. Uh, thanks for having me, Blake. Uh, it was a pleasure as always.
0: Thanks again to uh, 411's Andy Perez uh, for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, again, be sure to check out our Dissecting Dynamite discussion we had right after AEW Dynamite went off the air on Wednesday night uh, with our immediate reaction to everything, and we kind of expanded on that here in this podcast. Check out everything uh, there on Dissecting Dynamite and all the great stuff we have on the 411 YouTube channel. Andy mentioned uh, he's got a Kurt Angle mini-documentary coming out. Uh, I had a chance to be a part of that. It's a really cool thing uh, to look at You know his insight into just this entire story of Kurt Angle joining TNA, and he talked to a lot of great people uh, uh, for this thing is including uh, Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer gave some really great insight, uh, into kind of looking at angle, making that jump, uh, from WWE to TNA. Uh, so that's a really cool feature. I would highly recommend you check out to so subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, to check that out once it's up. Uh, and then again, uh, for everything else, uh, check out four, one, one mania.com, uh, lots of great coverage over there, uh, for everything, uh, we know our live coverage of AEW, uh, WWE, and of course, impact wrestling, which is going to be, uh, probably a much talked about show, uh, next tuesday so check all that out at 411mania.com and uh, as always uh, we'll have the link to the gofundme uh, for larry zonka's family in the show notes uh, so continue to share that if you can and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast any podcast app you use just search for 411 on wrestling and uh, you can find me on twitter for everything else at wrestle blake uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and stay safe and we'll talk to you next time here on the 411 on wrestling podcast